first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is up, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Cody Felger. Joining me, your other host, Mr. Derek Larger. Derek, how have you been doing, my friend? Not too bad, man. You know, just going day by day, just still trending along and just really wanting football to start up, man. Absolutely. In a couple of days, it'll be five weeks officially. They'll kick off. Super exciting. I can't wait for that, obviously, um, after it's been such a boring offseason. It's been really boring the last couple of weeks, obviously. Uh, today, Derek, I kind of wanted to start a new series. So we've been looking at you know different position groups. We looked at a couple like about a month ago or so. Today, I kind of want to look at those position groups, but I want to also add a, a new caveat. I want to see how these position groups stack up against the rest of the league, and I want to talk about them. And so we're going to break them down the same way we broke them down when we looked at the position groups. If you haven't checked those videos out, be sure to check those out. So we'll start today with quarterback. Now, obviously, the Colts have added a couple of different pieces to their quarterback room this year. They have the starter from last year, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, seemed to be their backup this year, but they brought in Phillip Rivers, the most notable move at the quarterback position. Rivers is going into year 17 now, and this is his first year with the Colts, but he has some familiarity with Frank Reich, Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator. Um, there's So there's familiarity kind of everywhere um, with this group. Uh, Derek, talk to me really fast about how you – do you feel like this position group – it was one of the worst last year. How do you feel like it's improved this year with the addition of Rivers? Well, I mean, it also, I think we forget, I think it actually improves quite a bit when you look at the fact they also added Eason. Um, right. You got to go into, you got to go into the fact that last season, you obviously Andrew Luck decides to leave, right? So your backup quarterback was, you know, being the starter for the whole season. Now, granted, Jacoby Brissett had all of those reps during the summer and training camp and everything like that. Yes, but he was the backup quarterback for a reason. So mm -hmm. you had your backup quarterback starting, a quarterback that you brought in on a contract in Brian Hoyer, who was just a backup, a guy that's been thrown around in the league for a long time. And then you had Kelly, who obviously he's never played, at least not for a while. So, I mean, you had a lot of uncertainty and your best option was a backup quarterback that went in and didn't play like what we thought. Obviously, you could see why last season was one of the worst. Let's talk about this season and why it's actually one of the better overall quarterback rooms in the NFL. I would say it's probably in the area of, a, of around 9 to 12-ish when it comes to the whole quarterback room. I could say maybe eight to 12 sort of thing because of this reason. Well, obviously Phillip rivers um, has the potential to be a top 10 quarterback. If it's true, he hasn't lost any physical ability. And obviously with the way the Colts are structured to play, he's going to have a more efficient year. And then you go into effect that yes, Jacoby Brissett's not the guy you wanted to start out, 
but he is again, a guy that's been in the system for four years, knows how it works. Even if we don't, we don't want him to be the long-term solution. He can be a good short-term solution because he understands how it works. He can get things going. He at least can keep you in games. And then your third quarterback you have the guy who could potentially be your future and Jacob Eason, the guy with the strong arm. So you have a lot of options here. I mean, the Colts may not have the best option, like what they had in 2018 with Andrew Luck, but they have a lot more options. Now they have more flexibility. We can go into this season thinking that if something bad were to happen to Phillip rivers or Jacoby Brissett for a day, then somebody's going to be able to step up into that category, make things work, and at least then we won't have to worry about who our next quarterback's going to be. So I'm I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with this quarterback group right now. I think they're right around that 10-ish area when it comes to better overall quarterback groups. Right, and people seem to forget Phillip Rivers was a top five quarterback in 2018. I mean, it's not that long ago that Philip Rivers was potentially being thrown out as an MVP candidate. Like it was, I mean, he was, he had that good of a season and he obviously 2019 was a rough season for Rivers, but you know, even if he doesn't get back, I think to that 2018 form, even if he is a middle of the pack type of quarterback, that's still exponentially better than how the Colts were last year at quarterback. I mean, Jacoby Brissett in this passing offense, they were one of the worst in terms of moving the ball down the field. Their offense was really saved by their running attack, which was top 10 last year. I think that's something that people need to consider as well. Um, just the massive improvement that this passing attack, even if Phillip Rivers isn't you know, MVP candidate, even if he's middle of the pack quarterback, it's still so much better than what they had. And even if he is, say, you know, there's 32 teams, say he is number 16. We'll just say for the sake of argument, he's the 16th best quarterback this year. The Colts, I think the thing that puts them in the top 10 is their depth and their potential. Jacoby Brissett, backup quarterback, that's all he's going to be this year. I mean, rag on Brissett all you want, but he's still a pretty decent backup. He's probably one of the better backups in this league. He can go out there if you need him to and manage a game, a game or two if you need him to. So, yeah, I think for, for me, that's why I would agree. I would put them, you know, top 10. I think number 10 to number 12 would probably be a good place to put these this quarterback group because you got obviously the veteran, future Hall of Famer. You know, you got Jacoby Brissett, a solid backup, and then you got potentially your future. You kind of got a little bit of a project in Jacob Eason, who so many people were projecting as a, you know, second-round quarterback, potentially late first-round quarterback. I mean, he has that kind of talent. He's got a big-time arm. Now, obviously, he has his mistakes, and Frank Reagan and Chris Ballard have talked about that and said that's why he fell to the fourth round. There's reasons for that. But you said best, Derek. You get the kind of value out of a guy like Jacob Easton in the fourth round. I mean, that's a steal. That's a, that's worth a gamble, right? He could become yep. – I've kind of made this reference before, but you look at some of the fourth-round picks Chris Ballard has taken. Look at Zach Banner, arguably one of the worst. He was a flop, one of the worst picks of the Chris Ballard era. And then you look at Marlon Mack. Fourth round pick, same exact round. He's been a, a stud for the Colts at running back. So you never know with fourth round picks. It's kind of like they could be fly or flop type of guys. Um, and I think it's worth taking a chance, especially at the most premium position in sports and definitely in football. I think it's worth taking a chance. And I think for those reasons, Derek, that's why I would say the Colts definitely have a at least a top 15 quarterback room, even if Phillip Rivers isn't you know back to his 2018 form.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those things that it, it's all a matter of what kind of quarterback do we get in Phillip Rivers. And ultimately, I think that he can return to that 2018 form. I don't think that in those two years, he lost so much physically as some others might say. I mean, again, that throwing motion is just, it's, it is something else. I swear to you, but I mean, I've never seen somebody throw the football like that so consistently, but I mean, again, if it works for him, I mean, I'll, I'll ignore it for the most part. Uh, As long as he's throwing the ball to our players and not to theirs, I'll be all right. But yeah, this season, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with this group. Obviously wish that we could have Andrew Luck leading this team right now, but that's in the past. And, you know, we, we got a good situation with what we got right now with this whole group. The big thing is depth and potential for me. That's why I put them in the position that I put them in. And that's why we, we agree on that, Derek. All right. Well, what do you guys think? Where do you think the Colts quarterback room stacks up against the rest of the league? Do you agree with us? Do you think they're 10 to 12 potentially? Do you think they're better? Do you think they're worse? Let us know in the comments below, but for Derek and myself, Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to get entered into that Ben Banigou giveaway, by the way. I haven't mentioned that on the podcast. Be sure to get entered into that because that's a really cool opportunity. Signed football by our friend Ben Banigou, who's been on the show before. Colts defensive end. Be sure to check that out. Really cool opportunity. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys. And as always, go Colts.